This is the Women's Retail Collective Podcast, where we pull together retail's most influential women to talk about their careers, how they made it to senior leadership and C-suite positions, and how they lead their organizations through a rapidly evolving retail industry. Today on the Women's Retail Collective, I'm thrilled to be joined by Karen Schoenbart. She is the CEO of NPD Group and also an accomplished author of Mom BA. Karen, thanks for being with us. How are you doing today? And I'm delighted to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Well, you have quite a dynamic background. I mean, yes, you are the CEO of the NPD Group, which we're all in retail very familiar with. Um, but you also have this, you call it a side, almost like a side job of, of touring the country, speaking to women about your career journey, but also uh, about your book. And so I'd love to start with just a little bit of background on you and how you juggle all of these things and and do it so well and can be at an interview early in the morning with me. <laughs> well, I uh, I fell into my career and uh, in market research. And what I love about it, and it's really tied to retail, we track over 20 different industries in retail. And what I love about my job is we get to find out so much about retail, about who, what, where, when, why, how, and so it's fascinating, and to do it across so many different industries uh, is really a fantastic opportunity to understand consumer behavior and understand retail dynamics. So I love my day job. And uh, the, the book came about, uh, my daughter, Danielle, when she started working in advertising, she realized, and that she knew things that her peers didn't know. And they would come to her and they would ask her for her advice on dealing with their boss or dealing with their clients. And here she is at 21 years old, doling out advice. And we realized that she knew these things because she had me as a live-in mentor her whole life. Hmm. And she said, oh, and here's a true story before I'll, I'll tell you what she said. When she was six years old and she wanted to have a sleepover yes. with her little friend, I made them give a presentation on why they should have a sleepover. <laughs> no joke. And then after, you know, uh, we said, yes, you can have the sleepover. And they kept talking. I said, shh. Don't sell after the close. That's amazing. So uh, here's this six-year-old who knows don't sell after the close. So she starts working in advertising and she knows these things. And she said, you know, mom, I feel like I got a mom BA. And she said, you should really write a book for people who didn't have a parent like you growing up in business or in retail and, and share with them the things that I learned by osmosis. And so I did. I wrote Mom BA. It's got 10 chapters, everything from making a first impression, dealing with your boss, dealing with um, conflicts in the workforce, the imposter syndrome, the balancing act, because I did I was able to raise two terrific children and be married um, while working. So it, the book is all of those things. And, uh, and so it's kind of my way of paying it forward. Well, Karen, let's go back to how you gained all of that knowledge. What, where did you start off and where was your first kind of foray into retail? Well, I did have um, my very first job was selling shoes in a uh, mass merchant store. I didn't like that. And then I became a cashier in a supermarket and I was really good at that. And, but uh, my goal, I had wanted to be a teacher. And when I graduated from college, there just weren't any teaching jobs. 
Mm-hmm. And I kind of fell into this gig in market research. And like I said earlier, I love the fact that it's a, it's math, it's psychology, it's sociology, it's, it's so many different facets. And I started, um, I answered an ad in the paper and I brought my A game to the interview. The interview was for a terrible job, but the person interviewing me took a liking to me and introduced me to the uh, president of the company who offered me a job as a project director. And so one of my first lessons is that you always bring your A game because you just never know where that will lead. And was this at NPD at the time? Well, it was a a company called Home Testing Institute. I left there and went to another company. NPD ended up buying Home Testing Institute. And then they remembered me and they recruited me back. And I was in sales and then sales management. And I kind of, I I held many jobs and worked my way up the ladder. I tell a story in the book, I don't think we have time for today, about the trauma of making a lateral move, but how that really did turn out to be one of the best things I ever did because I gained experience that I wouldn't have gained otherwise. And that helped propel my career as well. Can we dive into it a little bit? I'm curious, because I think that that's, that's there's a lot of people, especially in retail, where it's almost, we talked about it with Allison Hahn in a couple of uh, episodes ago where, you know, sometimes like, especially in merchandising, for example, like it's going to a different category, but maybe not going up a step. Um, what did you, when you were thinking about making that lateral move, what were some of the thoughts that you kind of used to, to develop the pros and cons and eventually to make that decision? Yeah, you know, I think the important thing is to get out of your comfort zone and to, especially when you're young, build your experiences, build those notches on your belt. Having different bosses is really important. Even if you don't like your boss, you learn something from every manager. You know, one of the best ways to not be a micromanager and is to have a boss who micromanaged you and to know you didn't like it. So I had risen to a pretty senior position in my company running one of the biggest divisions, but I was getting a little comfortable and maybe a little bored. And uh, the owner of the company did a big reorganization and broke the company down from two big business unit, two big groups into a bunch of small business units. And he very wisely said, go for something outside your comfort zone, outside of your normal division. And so I raised my hand and I said, I'll give it a try. I mean, it was a, it was a tough call, but I, I kind of felt like I was stagnating a little bit. I didn't realize when I said I'd raise my hand that it would be a lateral move. And at the time, all of my peers got promoted to business unit presidents and I didn't. And let me tell you, at the time, that was very painful. But it was the right thing because I learned the business. I learned all the details. I was motivated to do it quickly. And by the time I spun out and had my own business unit, I was so much more capable and confident. And then um, not a long time after that, when my boss who headed up all the business units went on to do an innovation project, the owner of the company asked me to head up all the business units. And I have to tell you, Anne, my first reaction was, I said, no, who says no? And trust me, men don't say no. And I went home and he very wisely said, Karen, I think you should go home and sleep on that. And so I drove home. I cried the whole way home. I got home. My husband said, I don't understand. You said you have the best revenue growth, the best profit growth, the best employees sat, the best customers sat. Like, you're clearly the best person for this job. And I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure. And then he said something, and that changed my life. Hmm. He said, you know, care. 
if you don't take that job, someone else will. So and I had to do some real soul searching to realize that I was the best person for the job. And even now, all these years later, it sounds weird to me to say that. I mean, I, I think this is a thing women do and stop doing it because, you know, I said, and then I went in and I took the job and I was the best person for the job, but um, it, it's, you know, we've got to get past that. <laughs> Well, Karen, that brings up another question, especially, I mean, you're in the highest position in inside NBD, the CEO. Can you talk a little bit about, I mean, it's got to be hard to be in that leadership role, but then also kind of show some some vulnerability or like getting outside your comfort zone. Can you tell me a little bit about how you still keep yourself challenged, even when you're at, at the top position? Um, and how you kind of encourage, I guess, the people working for and with you to, to do that as well. Yeah, it's a very collaborative environment. And I think one of the keys is hire people who are as good, if not better than you. Um, I, you know, the people who are my direct reports were extremely senior, competent people in another world, in a sliding glass door world, I could just as easily be working for them. So the trick is to hire people who are know really competent and they'll challenge you and you'll challenge them and of course build a diverse team of people who think differently so you know you do get those uh, variety of perspectives um, and I love what I do and you know the world is obviously changing all the time and you have to keep zigging and zagging to keep up with it right so I think those are some of the things you know I tell young people um, work hard you be competent your job number one work hard and um and volunteer for things you know go above and beyond and get you know don't just do your day job if you can uh, you know depending upon your personal situation but i can attribute a lot of the successes i've had in my career to volunteering and and getting to know other people by doing that that's so true i there's a book um that i read that talks about the five minute favor and trying to incorporate that into your daily or weekly schedule just like starting with one five minute thing that you can do for somebody as simple as you know leaving a comment on their on some writing that they've done or you know passing their information on for a job or something but trying to kind of get yourself in that in that behavior and pattern um, and, and let me just add one thing on yeah, that. You know, a lot it. of times I'll meet with younger people um, in a mentoring capacity or just to have a cup of coffee. And, um, you know, again, I think it's really important for women to support women, but most of them don't ask, what can I do for you? Hmm. And even if somebody is way junior, there's always something that they maybe something that they can do such as, well, do a review on my book or right. help me with some social media, help me understand some new social media thing. But I think that it's, it's helpful, even if you are in a junior position to a senior person, if you have that opportunity for a one-on-one, -on -one, ask, what can I do for you? Absolutely. That's great advice. Karen, as you are trying to stay on top of trends with everything that you're going, we have going on, um, all the travel that you were doing. I think we said what you're traveling 50% of the time, uh, prior to the pandemic. What do you look to as sources, especially in your, and with NPD, I mean, NPD, like you said, the who, what, why, where of all of the habits and, and patterns and behaviors of co uh, consumers in the retail industry, 
um, and other industries. What do you really look to as kind of your wake up news source? Here's what I'm going to get. And at end of the day, like who, who are you checking in with throughout the day that you might share with the listeners? Uh, you know, there's so many, I don't really know that I want to call out one in particular um, because there are a lot of sources and I, I think that the best ones, the ones that are bite-sized, you know, I've got a lot of apps on my phone, you know, that I will look at it first thing in the morning while I'm having my coffee. Uh, then I'll try to do something a little bit more relaxing before I go to bed. But I think the ones that are sort of bite-sized, the ones that have, here are the 10 things you know to, need to know today or the five things you need to know today. And, you know, certainly things like the New York Times does a good job of that. There's a magazine I like called The Week that tries to give you multiple perspectives. Uh, sure. It's a weekly magazine that I like to read just because it says, here's what happened and here's what this side said and here's what that side said. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't want to get into politics, but for sport, it's kind of fun to flip back and forth between uh, the opposing news, cable news shows, just right. to see right. the different perspective and how different they are, which could blow your mind. Right. Uh, so I do try to build in, we're, we're going to, um, hopefully by this time this comes out, this will be announced uh, at MPD, but we're going to have a catch up Friday day where we're trying to do no internal meetings. Um, it's the day to not wear makeup. <laughs> and and I'm, I really want that day to catch up on some of my reading because it, you know, you can get so bogged down in the day to day that uh, it's really important to build in that time. And, um, and I love to read. I've read about 32 books this year, both fiction wow. and nonfiction. Do you have a favorite? Oh, gosh, I have so many. I'll have yeah. to send you the list. Okay. Because, um, you know, and I try to mix fiction and nonfiction, but I found out that I can read on the treadmill with my iPad. So, nice. you know, that, that kills two birds with one stone. <laughs> sure does. Absolutely. Well, and you mentioned kind of winding down and, and reading, I'm sure, um, one of those 32 books before you, you head to bed. I've never asked this question, Karen, but I kind of think that you're the perfect person to ask because you do so much. And I, th I think there's a lot of people listening who are probably, you know, trying to multitask as, as women um, with, with careers. And I'm curious what keeps you, a CEO, a mom, a wife, what keeps you up at night? Um, and what are the things that you kind of have to, even the things that you might have to like turn off before you go to bed at night? Yeah. Well, first of all, I would recommend the Holderness family videos as a hysterical thing to do before bed. Um, if anybody hasn't seen those, it's just um, very entertaining. Um, I sleep pretty well, but the thing that I am worried about right now is burnout and employee well-being. Uh, I think we're all getting a little exhausted uh, from being home from, and we've got the winter coming and I'm worried about employee well-being. So we're brainstorming a lot. I've just had a call with 19 women CEOs last night, a conversation and cocktails call. And that was the main topic that we talked about was uh, how are we avoiding burnout? What are we doing for our employees? How do we, I, my heart breaks for young parents who are home with young children having to, you know, school them and try to work and make a living and be there for in, you know, if you have elderly parents, I mean, whatever it is, it's hard. So um, I do think that it's really important to take breaks during the day to take care of yourself first. It's like put your mask on before helping others. Right. And uh, we're spending a lot, I'm spending a lot of time and energy right now brainstorming how we can 
can we start every meeting five or 10 minutes after the hour just to give people time to go to the bathroom, right. you know, just to take a break. So that's, um, that's a big thing on my mind right now. And, uh, and we've got a lot of good ideas. And I think that that is a conversation we all should be having uh, as working parents, as leaders, as employees, and how do we help and support each other through what's going to be um, a rough six months coming up, I think. Yeah, agreed. Well, the the team at NPD and and the other group of nineteen other women CEOs are very lucky to have you thinking about that. So I'm I'm going to send a thank you on their on their behalf. Um, you've given so much advice already, Karen, in this that I I'm almost going to fast forward into the last question and end us on this note. But if you were to go back looking at your career. And you were going to write a thank you note to somebody who has impacted your career in some way, where you are today. It can be anywhere along your career journey. Who would you write that to and what would you say to them? Well, first it has to start with my parents uh, and I just lost my mom and that's horrible, but um, it's a long long life. And and my parents were fantastic supporters and uh, and always told me I could do whatever I wanted. And then it would have to be Todd Johnson, who owns NPD, who believed in me more than I believed in myself. And I talk a lot when I do these talks about the imposter syndrome. When I found out about this thing called the imposter syndrome, I was like, what? That's a thing? And for anybody who doesn't know, it's where competent people feel like they'll be discovered as frauds. And I because I didn't have a classic business career, I kind of fell into my job. I got worked hard and got promoted. And, and so it was like this giant weight being lifted off my shoulders when I found out that this was a thing and that other people felt that way. But I have to say, Todd has been a fantastic supporter of, of all people and of women and of me. And he, he pushed me out of my comfort zone time and time again. And I love the, the saying, um, you don't, you can be pro women. Being pro women doesn't mean being anti men. And there are plenty of good men out there who support women. And of course, women support women. But um, it would have to be to thank Todd for believing in me, even when I didn't believe in myself. Karen, this has been so fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. If people want to get Mom BA, where should they go to do that? Uh, they can get it at Barnes and Noble. They can get it at Amazon.com. Um, it's available. I feel like a commercial now. You know, it's available in, in, in an electronic version or a hardcover version or a paperback version. But um, no, seriously, it's uh, it's been a pleasure being here with you, Anne. And uh, and thank you so much for having me on your show. Of course, thank you so much, Karen Schoenbart, CEO of the NPD Group. Thanks so much, Karen. Let's say you're gonna have a, a, a concert at Jones Beach. Which three bands are you picking? So my husband is a cardiologist. I, I tell people I'm married to a cardiologist. I'm sleeping with the drummer in a rock band. <laughs> so the first band would have to be his band, which is called Trade Winds, which is really good. No and way. then Yeah, they're good. They do like 80 gigs a year, which is a problem, but it's another story. And um, I'd have to pick the Eagles. And who would be the third one? Um, I really like Bob Seger. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm definitely a 70s kid when it comes to music.